Hello, this is Jessica Heron, founder and CEO of the Stella and Dot Family Brands, and this is my brand new podcast, Self Made. Hey, friends, welcome to Self Made, and I hope you are looking forward to this episode of the podcast about making your business better through social media, in particular with getting over your fears and your I don't know what to do, should I do this? use of video because we have an expert. This guest, Jazz Graza, is awesome. We recently had her come to a Stella and Dot Family of Brands conference and she got rave reviews. And so I'm like, we got to get her on the podcast. I want everyone to benefit from her tips because come on, we know we're all living in a digital world and you have to be able to acquire customers in innovative ways and low cost ways. And using social media to share your brand and reach the audience that you're after is so essential and yet so scary <laughs> because one, you feel like you're kind of hitting a moving target, right? You hear all this stuff about how algorithms are changing. There's so many platforms. Which one should I use? And then it also requires you going out and being vulnerable. Like if I'm going to be on video, what do I do? How long should it be? What platform should I use? Well, that's okay. We've got an expert here and Jazz is going to share her tips on video branding and I love this because you know that video is what gets all the interaction and engagement. It's why there's so much buzz about it. So even if you are not someone who thinks they would ever go on an Insta story live or go on YouTube, well, reconsider because you're about to learn from a YouTuber. She's an intuitive marketer and she helps her clients grow online business. And I love this term make high vibe videos. So she's done this for herself and for other big companies through her, her agency work. And that means that she can help you make a real impact in your real life business. So she's coaches high vibe entrepreneurs to shine their beacon of light. So with that, I cannot wait to welcome Jazz to the show. Jazz, I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Jessica. I am so stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. And my daughter, I was just telling my daughter, who's 15, that I was about to have you on. And of course, we're checking out your Instagram. And by the way, for all of you out there who are curious, Life by Jazz, go follow her. That's her handle. She's amazing. And my daughter was like, she's young, right, mom? She's worried that I was going to you know, interview someone old like me because she's 15. And of course, I'm 90 in her mind. And she's like, you got to have a digital native that's going to teach people. And I'm like, yes, don't worry, Charlie. She is officially young or at least younger than me. And then after she saw your, your social, she was like, okay, I approve. So if you've got the approval for my 15 year old, you must be awesome. Oh my God. I love her. <laughs> As if you were not credentialed enough, right? You were Charlie approved. So jazz, give our listeners who may not be privileged enough to know you yet a little bit of scoop. What's your background? Yeah, so my background in video is I actually worked in social media for companies and corporations for over eight years, but I was the one on the other side of the camera shooting other influencers, like creating collaborations and really growing other people's social media brands. And it wasn't until about four years ago, I had an awakening, if you want to call it that, online and I realized, wow, like I'd been creating these brands for these, um, for these other companies, but I had the deep desire to express myself. I had the deep desire to live a location-free life and to really choose, you know, what I wanted to do day to day and how I really wanted to impact the world. And at the time I was working in beauty and health, um, 
my background is I worked for companies like Tony and Guy and um, even Beachbody and I did some freelance for Sephora. So I was really thick in this like beauty and health space. And I felt like I had an opinion and a, and a voice and it wasn't being spoken out there. And so I, I, I like kind of jumped off a cliff and like quit my job, which I don't necessarily recommend to everyone or anyone really out there, but it was one of those things that I just kind of had to do to like learn on my own. Um, and from there, I struggled right away. I felt like you know, the first month was really exciting because I quit my job during the summer. And then after that, it was such a struggle story for me. And I realized, wow, it's so different creating content and videos for other companies because there's this, this detachment. But then when you're the person in front of that camera, it is a whole different set of mind chatter. And so my journey through video and truly owning my personal brand has been an unfoldment and a discovery of who I truly am and who I'm becoming and how I want to impact this world. Okay. There are a couple of things that I want to ask you more about because one, I just love what you said around living a location-free life. I mean, I've never really thought about that. I'm always like, where should we live? What's a good school district? How do I cut down on my commute? Where can we buy a decent home? But I love that you've got this free spirit of saying, you know what? I'm not going to be beholden to somebody else's nine to five or a corporate building address. I'm going to live my own life. But that takes a lot of courage. You had to have that insight and this knowledge that like I have a desire to do my own thing. And then if I do it, it's going to enable me to be free. So you have to have a lot of courage to take that leap and be clear of what you wanted to do, do your own videos, have your own brand. But you also had to have this, okay, how am I going to make money with it? Or were you planning on selling advertising or becoming a YouTube personality or teaching courses? So what was the general business idea? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. When I first like started this, I was really familiar with the sponsor model because I was on the brand side sponsoring other influencers. And, you know, at the time the market has changed, but at the time these influencers, and, and I'm sure some still do, but they were making a full-time living off of brand sponsorship and things changed for me really fast in terms of like how I was planning on making money. I'd say about just a few months into creating videos, I realized this is not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, well, it's a slow build, right? You don't just start creating content one day and then have a 100,000 followers. Yeah, exactly. So I realized the build was going to be at least a year out. Um, and the other difference is when I was working with companies, I was like working with a team. And then all of a sudden I'm working by myself, you know, which is such a huge difference. And one of the reasons why I can relate so much to, you know, if you're out there and you're struggling and you feel like you're the only one doing it, how do you juggle all the rest of your life? Um, and it is possible and it's not a race. And so I started to see really quickly that the way that I was going to actually make money and sustain my life was I was going to share my insight. I was going to teach. I was going to create online courses. And then that evolved because I was like, oh my gosh, wait, this isn't sustaining me yet either. So I started to move into coaching. And I, when I first heard about coaching, I was literally like, that's nerdy. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> It was like very, um, 
it was really, there was so much resistance. Well, your experience though, that is something I would like to be coached on. Like, I wish you would coach me on my videos. Uh, and I'll tell you why, because you watched so many, you were a part of a team and an agency working with all these companies that in theory, like they spend the money, they get the expertise, they do it like a pro. And if you're a solopreneur or a small business owner, it's so helpful to go look at what people who've really invested in resources and a process have been able to create. And then you go look at, okay, what works and what can I do? And so you've been there with the power of observation of where you see these common things and then the results. So you're able to break it down and be like, this is what works. This is what doesn't work. So you have a lot of insight, not even from just your own journey, but insight that you can bring from observing. And it's really valuable to people. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like one thing that I always say when I take on a client or a company is that everyone has everything that they need inside of them to create and to build a business that they, they love using video what I come in as a coach is to really observe and show you the, and navigate around the mind chatter that may be stopping you from showing up. So true. We all have that mind chatter. So it's this normal presence of concern around like, I'm not good enough. What, what I'm saying is stupid. I should re-record this. This isn't differentiated enough. What if I do that? That prevents people from shining through. Absolutely. It's like, it's so amazing. The, the coaching, I've coached over 30 women in the last two years, um, probably have like hundreds of hours of coaching in. And what I really saw with my clients is that that's the biggest thing that comes up is comparison is the sphere of what people think. Am I saying the right thing? And actually a lot of it tends to be therapy. Um, and <laughs> social media is really, it really is intense. And it's something that in this day and age, we really have to take into consideration. It's a part of our world and how can we build a relationship with it that's healthy and that allows us to be productive on it. One of the things that I often share is that social media can either be a drug or it could be a medicine. And it depends on how you use it and what your intention is when you go on it. And I love to share and empower my students and my clients to create media medicine. And that is your voice, your story, is what your ideal client is really looking for to heal on the other side. Okay. That's really interesting. So when people say videos, you know, I'm even asking myself this question. There are so many different types of videos that you can bring to the world through social media and online. So you could do a produced glossy marketing video. If you have a website that you want to permanently live there and welcome people, you can do individual product videos that live on a product detail page, or if you have a service, something that just explains it. And then there's all these channels like YouTube where if you record something, it can live and become part of their search engine. That's something that, you know, feels more serious than this easier, less intimidating Insta story. Like you, it comes and it goes versus somebody's going to be able to go back and search it and find it forever on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. So it, it, which feels a lot less intimidating. And so I kind of embrace that Insta story a lot more because it feels like, I don't know. I don't have to think about it as much, but that's maybe not the smartest thing to do because I should be doing multiple types of videos. So where do people get started? How do I, you know, assume I'm an internet business owner 
Maybe I have a local boutique. Maybe I'm a photographer. Maybe I'm a freelancer or I have some other service I want to share with the world. How do you break it down to people that started with what type of video should they be using? I'd love to say to start on the platform that you're most confident in, but a lot of people that I speak to aren't really confident on any platforms and that's okay. If that's you, if you're out there and you're like, I don't, they're all equal to me, then I would really sit down and ask yourself, what is it that I would like to get out of creating videos? Because like you were mentioning, there's three types of videos. I like to call them produced videos, which is like the ones that you shoot and edit and upload. Um, There's the, live videos that you can do and then there's short-term videos that disappear within you know 24 hours or so and knowing the context of each of the platforms and what and knowing what you want is going to allow you to start hitting the ground running because you have an intention and you know the language of the platform and i'd love to break down just a little of the context of each of the power of the platforms if you feel that would help absolutely So yes, you were talking about YouTube and YouTube really, and all of these platforms have different powers. I'm just going to point out the biggest power from each of them so that you can really decide as a business owner what your highest priority is and then start to create from there. So the first one is YouTube and the power of YouTube is searchability, like you said, Jessica, which is awesome. And the power of searchability is huge because the difference between someone who finds you intentionally looking for an answer, looking to buy something is much more ready to actually take action or invest. And so if you think about the purchase cycle, if you're watching a how-to video or an instructional video on YouTube, you're way further down the purchase or intentional cycle than someone who's stumbling on Instagram video and is like, oh, this is really cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. They didn't they didn't have intent with Instagram. They were just kind of scrolling around. Okay, Jazz, you made me believe that there are steps to starting from video phobic to being a video expert. Okay, maybe not an expert like you, but you know, capable enough to go grow my business by doing it. But I want to get that motivation because I know that videos are actually gonna make a difference to my business rather than just posting a picture or something easier that I'm already doing today on Instagram or whatever, or a blog, you know. So does it matter? What is the power of video? Oh, yes, I totally feel you. And actually, these statistics were the statistics that changed my perception and really got me to dedicate to video. Because let me tell you, I did not want to do video right out the gate starting my business. So one of the statistics that is huge is that 64% of consumers are much more likely to buy a product after watching a video. And I totally understand that. One of the first big purchases I ever made was after watching a video on YouTube. And it was for this like conference called Awesomeness Fest or A-Fest. And I literally flew across the world and paid like thousands of dollars based off of just a video that I watched on YouTube. Okay, that's amazing. That's very compelling because oftentimes we think about, well, do I want to be in the video making business? And that's really asking yourself the wrong question, right? Because the answer to that is going to be, no, I'm afraid of it. I'm clueless. Why would I want to do that? And the question is, what do I need to be successful and is it worth it? So getting over your fear, just learning around these platforms, it may be high effort in the beginning, but if the return is low, great, don't do it. If the return is high because there's actually impact, then it's worth getting started and you know just figuring it out. So when 64% of consumers are more likely to buy after watching a video. That is compelling. Are there other 
statistics that are so compelling that can get our mojo high. So we can be like, okay, I'm going to do it. It's actually worth it. Yeah. So Cisco actually released a study that said by the end of this year, video is 80%, will be 80% of all online consumption. That means that people are really stopping, like scrolling through text and they're really listening and they're also sharing videos. And that's not just me binge watching Gossip Girl. (laughs) That's like videos for products and videos on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, I think there is some factored in there um, as far as like, because there are some blurry lines with media there. But the bottom line here is that everyone is watching video. And I have another one here is that YouTube actually reports that mobile video consumption rises 100% year after year. So people are really watching. They're watching on the go. They're watching vertical video and they're sharing it. That's amazing. So that to me says, you want to be in business, do video. Just get over it. Whatever you think of it, whatever you fear, a time to jump in. So tell us then, what are the elements of a successful video in social selling and creating a personal brand? What's the importance of that? Yeah. So the elements of a successful video, the first thing that I like to share is the first five seconds is crucial. And that's where you really want to give your value delivery. It's like a lot of people start by introducing themselves and giving like a long soliloquy. I used to be that way too myself. And then I started to pay attention to my analytics and I was losing retention. And, you know, I get, I knew this like intellectually, but like to really nail that first five seconds and it will take practice letting people know who this video is for and what this video is about and then if you want to say your name then that's great too but the first five seconds is huge so that's the first element okay that's huge because when we're talking about video we're talking about videos that you could produce and you could pre-record it and then you go edit it then you share it i mean even if you're just doing this all on your smartphone you know you could do that but a lot of people are doing live video. And if you think about Facebook or even going live on Instagram, people often spend that first five seconds being like, Hey, hi, Jane, it's me, you know, logging in. How are you? So glad you're here. That could easily go the first minute, forget five seconds. So in that type of format, how do you balance the desire to be interactive? Or do you really have to think about the first five seconds anyway? Because most people watch it on replay. Yeah, I think it's a good general practice. Um, I know that in live, you do want to like, it's an engaging conversation to have with people. But the other thing is that most lives are reposted and 85% of views for live videos are replayers. So acknowledge your replayers in that first five seconds. Mm, Okay, that's huge. So will you tell me what that sounds like? Like pretend you're me about to go on and share the amazing new gorgeous collection that Stella Dot just launched. And, um, I want to tell people about it on Facebook. Okay. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, aren't I? But I want you to, what do I say? What would I go do in the first five seconds? Yeah. You would say, what's up guys in this video, I'm going to be sharing with you the new line at Stella and dot. I'm super excited about it. And I'm going to be breaking down X, Y, and Z. That's five seconds. And I said X, Y, and Z, because I like to start off with a general, like, basically it's a preview. So it's in this video, I'm going to be, and that's one sentence. And then the second sentence, I like to go a little bit deeper into like a bullet point one, two, or three. So you want to think of them as outcomes because what you're really doing in these first five seconds is you're saying, this is what I have to offer. Is this for you? 
and you give a benefit message to the customer. Yes. I'm offering our new line. You're going to see how to rock a day to night look right now and update your wardrobe with the uh, colors of the season. Yes. Okay, great. And by the way, I can't believe that was five seconds. Like that went by so fast. So I think that really drives home the point, right? You got to get on there and get to business. And then you, you might say, oh, hey, Michelle, I see you. You know, is that part of what you're doing or no? On a live, yes, absolutely. Acknowledging okay. the people who are coming on because live video is a conversation and also engaging with questions. When I really grew a lot of my business using live on Facebook Live and Instagram Live and I've taken my practices with live, one of them being like asking questions pretty much all throughout the video, um, checking in with people, you know, is this valuable to you? Are, are you guys excited about this? Like, what do you struggle with? And now I actually still put a lot of questions in my produced videos. Okay. So that's for live videos. Does that apply to my Insta story? You know what? I do ask a lot of questions in my Insta story because I do a lot of polling in general. I think polling is one of the most powerful things that you can do to understand who you're talking to, especially when you're starting out. You know, you might not get a ton of responses in the beginning, but actually taking the initiative to ask people questions, if they don't answer, actually direct messaging people and asking like, you know, is this valuable to you? Yeah, it's great. I mean, when you say polling, you mean put that little sticker thing on it and ask people questions? Yeah, so that's one thing I love to do. I like to poll that way, but you can poll just with simply asking a question and see who direct message used you. There's so many different ways to poll um, on Instagram and outside of that. I'm literally pulling all the time, which just means that I've built my curiosity muscle and I like to flex it. Okay, so there are two elements that you've told us so far. So good. Number one, you get to the point, the first five seconds really matters and go ahead and be interactive, especially if it's live. But are there other key little goodies, little elements of success? What else do we need to know? Yeah, so the second thing I like to call story medicine and it's broken down into like four really simple steps. The first one is talking about the problem or what's normal for you now. And the second thing is any sort of turning point for you. And this is any sort of story of transformation. It doesn't need to be like, you know, I lost 50 pounds or anything. We all are changing, we're all transforming. And this is really what connects the emotion to the viewer. So the second thing I said was turning point. The, th the third thing is solution. And the fourth thing is future, which is how you feel about the future now that you have X, Y, and Z. Okay, I love that. You know, we had on a previous episode of Self Made, Kendra Hall, who is a professional storyteller. She talks to people about the power of stories in business. And she said something very similar to that. And she talks about it like there's your normal, there's the explosion, and then your, there's your new normal. And you're really saying something very similar, right? There's this trajectory of change and transformation. Uh, and, and that's how you do your video that you say, this is what's happening to me. Now I've transformed and here is what the future looks like. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So your video is, you know, your video is actually telling a story. Absolutely. Another major statistic that I keep close to my heart is that 63% of people are much more likely to remember a story than a fact or an ad. And that's why I really share the power of storytelling through video. And this is one of the structures that I use time and time again so that I can really speak from my heart and share what my, my transformation has been. 
Okay, I want you to know, I'm gonna give you some real-time feedback that I love you. I am finding this super valuable already because I'm pretty sure I just get on my story and start babbling about like not, not really thinking things through. So stop, become intentional, and you're gonna improve your results. I'm gonna really try hard to do that. So aside from storytelling and story medicine, is there anything else with video? Yeah, so I get really excited to share that call to action is one of the most important and exciting things that you can do in a video. Because I know that I used to struggle and used to be so scared to talk about my business at the end or ask people to like, you know, buy my product. But really, if you think about what the intention is of call to action, it's such a gift. It's such an opportunity for both you and your viewer. Because if you've shown up, you've given so much value, you're super excited about it, then it really is a disservice to not supply or give your viewer an opportunity to the next level. Your video is just a touch point and the call to action is the invitation for them to continue their transformation. Yeah. Click this link, take the next step. So there's got to be a call to action. Yeah. yeah. Learn more here. Okay. And how long should your video be? Is there some kind of golden rule or an average on how someone should figure that one out? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's still uh, something that I play with all the time. I would invite you and, and your viewers here to move away from like how long things should be and focus on how long can I retain people? Yeah. It depends on what you're talking about, right? Totally. Yeah. It was, it's funny you bring that up because my mom, like she texted me like a year ago or so. And she's like, I love your videos, but they're just too long. <laughs> and I was like, well, they're retaining mom. So <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not the target market mom. I told you that. <laughs> so, and actually let's talk about that too, because even if you had an amazing retention model, it wouldn't be that a hundred percent of people watch it all the way through. Right. So what should you even be going for? How do you, how do you check your retention? Yeah. So I like to check, I mean, YouTube gives the best analytics overall. And that's one of the reasons why I've committed so much to that platform. Um, but in terms of like retention, it really is me taking initiative and serving and reaching out to viewers. And I know this sounds like an extra layer, you know, of things to do, but it will save you so much time. If you reach out to your viewers and you ask them, like, what did you think about this? Like, maybe you bring up a point that you brought up like in the middle of the video or later in the video, if they, if they're responding to you and actually engaging with that question, then they definitely watched up till that point. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But what are like the basics? So what do I record my video on? Is my smartphone enough or should I use a computer? Do I need lighting? Are there other general tips on just how to make videos and do I have to edit them? How do I think through which ones I do live versus edited? Yes. So I love this because I used to think that I needed some crazy DSLR to be good at video. And let me tell you, I bought a few of those and realized that I wasn't any more productive and just more confused. So I'm a huge advocate for using what you have. And most people, if you're listening to this, you likely have a smartphone and it's likely has an amazing camera that's probably better than the DSLR that you currently have that's sitting under your sofa collecting dust. So this is about taking action before you're ready and using what you have. So iPhone's great. In terms of editing, I encourage people to edit as least as possible. Like if you cannot edit anything, which if you watch some of my Instagram videos, you'll see they are one shots. 
it has taken me practice. It doesn't happen overnight. But if you can speak your heart with one shot, you know, it's, it doesn't even need to be perfect. I mean, it could be easier to re-record than it is to edit. I do that a lot. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. That is seriously the reason why I don't edit a lot of my videos is because I was like, oh, the technology of like having to edit. I mean, I know basic editing, but what I realized was I was trying to spend so much energy learning how to edit when that wasn't even my intention. I don't want to be a video editor. I want to share my message and I want to help the people who need, who need what it is that I have. Yeah. I definitely don't want to be a video editor. And I think that's why I probably should avoid YouTube because YouTube does give me that feeling that I'm supposed to edit it and put text in the lower third and make it look like a pro. And like, I need to know what's up. So tell me though, what is important in terms of what platforms should you be on that are really going to drive business? Because I think that if the results are worth it, then the effort is worth it. And it's all about the return on investment. So if it's worth being on YouTube or worth doing a little bit of editing, and there's great actually editing apps and tools that you really can learn very quickly. Um, if you want to recommend any, please do. But first, tell me about which platform do you think people should use? And then are there any quick tools you think would help? I think that everyone should be on Instagram and YouTube. So the cool, the misconception that people have about YouTube is that I have to create videos all the time. And that means I have to edit all the time. And ideally you would have a channel and you would be posting weekly videos. That's one of the ways that you can really grow your presence there. But what's really powerful that I noticed when I first started creating videos for myself um, was that you can create one video that gets like 40,000 views because it's, it hits the search really, really well. And that video hmm. can literally continue to bring you leads without you having to make more videos there. So when you say hits the search, you're making it search engine optimized because you're putting in relevant hashtags and descriptions. Yes. So that's what I mean by hitting the search is that, and it's not like a, it's not that I, I know exactly everything to put on it, but it's, it's about understanding the context. It's a supply and demand, really basic supply and demand. If you can create videos where there is a large demand, but a smaller supply of those videos, it's finding those pockets of demand. Oh, I see. And creating videos around that. Okay. So let me ask you a question. In our business, we have accessories, fashion and skincare and skincare that is more than makeup, it's about clean beauty with a, a lot of visible results. So are you saying that instead of making a video that would sound like, hey, let me introduce you to our Allure Best of Beauty winning line, I should do something more specific like a problem solution, like how you treat blackheads overnight or how you get rid of hormonal acne. Is that what you, you mean or what do you mean? Absolutely, yes. Targeted search. Okay, got it. It's a solution specific. I like that. Tutorials and how-tos are like positioning yourself as an expert in tutorials and how to's is going to gain way more momentum on YouTube than being a vlogger even like it's really about and for people who don't even know what it means to be a vlogger what does that mean so to me a vlogger is someone who's primarily sharing their lifestyle on the go versus like clearly showing a technique or a tutorial there it's people can do both. Um, you can be an expert and a vlogger and you can vlog if you're doing tutorials. But what I would recommend is starting off adding value in a how to or tutorial. Cause that is 
more concrete and more direct that YouTube can pick up than you just talking about the different things that you're doing in your life. It doesn't mean that you're not talking about your life in this video because you're sharing your story, but the title of it, the packaging of it really needs to have the intention of searchability. Okay. So think about searchability, adding value, how to tutorials and establishing yourself as an expert. I love all those things because business should be about serving customers and that's what drives success. And that is the formula you've just given us. So I want to give you a little heads up because this gives you a moment to think about it. And I've already put you on the spot. In every episode, we give people a take action challenge, something that they have just learned that they have to go do in the next 24 hours because you know, unless you go take your knowledge and put into action, you just wasted your time listening to this. It's not going to do any difference in life. Okay. But before we, so there's a little heads up. And before we ask you that, um, I, I want to get into this. I want to go back and just really get from you this advice or this mojo on how people stay motivated because it is a slow build. And if you get started and you're fearful and you're like, oh my gosh, what was one of, you know, three, or like three people watching my video? And I think it's like my dad and my sister and, you know, maybe one random person. It's, it's like, it feels like a waste of time and it can feel embarrassing and like you suck. And especially views and likes and things like that are public, which I think is just a struggle for people because they're not only feeling like, okay, my video isn't good. And then other people can tell. And yet it takes a build. So you had to go find it. How do people feel motivated to take that leap and just be comfortable to continue doing it because it is going to take some time? Definitely. I, I understand. I totally remember when I first started making videos, it felt like I was uploading to this like empty void in space. And I like... I just like my heart would drop because I was like, where is this going? <laughs> Who are, who's going to watch this? What are they going to say? And so one thing that really keeps me motivated is meeting people, whether it's in real life, offline or online. And that, that requires taking initiative and starting conversations. And, you know, it's, it's not going to feel comfortable in this first part because that's, what building is, whether you're building a muscle or whether you're building your presence online, do expect some discomfort. But one thing that you can really focus on to stay motivated is the people. To me, that's what motivates me the most and why it was, it meant so much to me to meet. Amen, Jazz. That is such good advice. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the ways that I keep this in the back of my head is actually screenshot comments, messages, um, you know, any sort of any sort of message I get from anyone. I got a snail mail from one of my um, YouTube subscribers, like who lives in Chicago. She told me that she lost 30 pounds after watching my video. And I, I put that on my vision board. Like vision boarding is super powerful, staying connected to what makes you excited. And for me, it's the people. Well, that is amazing. I, I discovered that even doing podcasting, which is not video, so you can actually be in your pajamas while you're doing it in a room, you know, talking to yourself, but it is kind of weird. And I love it when I have a guest like you, because it's, you know, you're actually talking to someone. Um, otherwise, you're just like, is anyone listening? Does anyone care? I could not get the energy to do it until I actually really started to visualize people that I was trying to serve. Like I put a picture up and really thought about what is the benefit message for this person. And, you know, you know, that really helped me focus. And, and by the way, I also have to play music and have a dance party just to really physically get my energy up. Otherwise it's just weird. It can be very discouraging. And frankly, to all the listeners of the self-made podcast, I love it when you comment, 
and, you know, connect on Instagram or you reshare or you go review the podcast because that is what helps me getting over that. Oh my gosh, I'm in a room talking to myself. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) So I want to try and tell people how they can connect with you and give you feedback uh, because I want them to be able to reach out to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my favorite way to connect right now is the Instagram direct message at Life by Jazz. And have you ever used voice messaging on Instagram? It's so great. And it's just like to be able to hear. Oh, I should do that. I, I've never done voice messaging on Instagram. Send me a voice message. I'll send you a voice message today. So voice message you and it's Life by Jazz. Yes. That's great. So if you love self-made podcast and you love jazz, then by all means, will you please share Use the hashtag self-made podcast and go, you know, find jazz online and review this episode and share it. So thank you so much for being here. You have given people so much to think about with getting good at video. It's going to take time. It's going to take courage. It's going to take staying motivated. It's going to take practice, but it is worth it because it really converts when you're adding value to customers. So Go ahead, Jazz, and give them their self-made challenge. So my self-made challenge to you is to upload your very first video. If you've already uploaded video before, congratulations. This time around, I want to challenge you to use story medicine. So to share in the first five seconds what it's about, share your problem or what the normal is, what the turning point is, the solution, and then how you feel about the future now that you have this solution. And I'd love to hear your feedback. You can tag me in your videos. I love giving input and insight and commenting and cheering you on because your story medicine is so powerful. And there's women literally on the other side of your video searching for what it is that you have to offer. And don't overthink it. Don't not post it because you don't think it's perfect. I love that. Actually, there is going to be a downloadable worksheet so that if you didn't catch all that story medicine goodness because you're driving or jogging, don't worry. You can go see the show notes. You can always go to jessicaheron.com and find past episodes and their downloadables as well as everything you need to connect with Jazz and learn more about how to build your business with social on all these amazing tips. Thank you so much for joining with us and sharing all that you've done. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Thank you. Okay, friends. Thank you for being here. Go do that challenge. I've got more great guests coming up for you that I'm so excited about. So keep tuning in and sharing. And until next time, my friend, remember you are self-made.